Okay, you're watching Fat Within. Yo. No. Okay, you're watching and listening to the Fat Within Film yes. Club, and I'm assuming I'm Zan Azli. Sure, it And as usual, every week we watch a local movie and we talk about it. And uh, this week, we're going to watch Wangi. Wangi, it's a horror film. Yes. It's a horror film. Uh, I'm sorry that I have I'm, no blanket. And wow. yeah, and I'm sorry I'm in a shirt. Right? Apologies. I had tea, so I'm happy. <laughs> Wangi and uh directed by wait 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 okay so Wangi is a horror film supposed to be a horror film it's like a horror thriller film ah okay so what's it about directed by Latif Zami yep who is the brother of I think so Opi Zami who directed who directed Warka yeah I think so which we hated so okay, the film is basically about. It starts off uh, about this couple who just had a second baby mm. and has an autistic son. Uh, she, the couple, is played by Sharnaz Ahmad. Uh, the and Era Fazira. Kuzairi and Era Noor. Fazira. Era Fazira, Noor. And, uh, and the other couple. A, no, and um, she comes. Friend. She comes back from having her second baby, mm. and they, she keeps talking about um, her this Bella. Who has gone back to the UK, and then there are flashbacks lah to show that oh, it actually turns out Bella was her adik angkat when she was in the UK, cause you know they all study in the UK, yeah. and Bella had a boyfriend. Ash, you know how Malay students are, must always have abang angkat, kakak angkat, adik angkat, all the crap. Yeah. <laughs> and so the story basically like it turns out Bella left without saying goodbye. Apparently she went back to the UK to get married, but then strange things start happening around the house. And around the baby, and uh, Bella is also uncontactable, which is so weird because you know she's like the adi anka. Why would she just leave without saying goodbye? Um, and the story basically goes from there, lah. So uh, the most of the story is basically uh, flashbacks of their time in UK, and uh, Era Fazira efforting to find Bella, who is played by Nabila, Nabila Huda, Huda, whom as we've established, we don't really like. So okay, that's basically the story. The film itself, shit. Um, okay lah. Let's say good things first. First of all, I, Nabila, are there any good things? There is because we what? remember we we said Nabila Huda's acting in this is actually the best we've seen so yeah, far. Because she doesn't have to act Nabila much. Nabila Huda. It's because she doesn't uh, have to act no, much. No, she's, she's the ghost. She's the yeah, and she's the ghost, but it also. She is not screaming. She's not playing some angry, screamy, angsty character for once. She doesn't have Thank to. Thank God. But I think that's the weakness of all Malay actors, oh, you know, Malaysian actors. Jesus, when they when they get man. angry, they get over. When they get sad, they get over. She's generally she... over, but this time she was not over lah. So I I kind of appreciated that a little bit. Again, because she didn't um, have to do anything. Okay, so yeah, that was that was that. That was basically it. That's the only good thing. Um, 
the film is so bad because uh, they use a lot of um, sound to scare you. Not really but scary. So. It's not really scary. It's very. It's just very loud, and nothing actually happens when they are doing all these like jump scare things. Uh, two, they don't actually have a ghost. You know, there's just like we don't even know. There's like this thing that's just kind of long hair thing uh, that's always that's around just the baby. Always around the baby. Because she and gives birth, right? That her kid, uh, birth. that her kid, like talks to. Did you did you tell how that that Fazila gives birth? Yeah, I did. I oh, said okay, they come okay. back with the second baby. So, so, so lousy, okay. Lousy show, anyway. So anyway, and then oh. after all of this stupid build up of like where's Bella, where's Bella, where's Bella, Bella is the one that ends up telling us what the what fuck happened? happened to as, her as a ghost. As a ghost. Back. To Era Fazira, like how that, did it? Like half of the second and half of the film. And we don't even know. We don't even know how it got there. Like, literally, Era Fazira went into the storeroom, and then suddenly she can hear Bella's voice. Yeah, and she's not freaked out, lah. And she's not freaked before out this. Before this, she's so freaked she's out like, by hearing voices around the house. But this yeah. time, she hears Bella's voice whispering around. She's Her not storeroom, freaked out at all. Yeah. and she's not freaked out at all. Yeah. Um. So basically, what happened is that it turns out Bella. And Kuzairi, uh, Era Fazira's husband, uh, were having an affair. They started having an affair like uh, when Bella's grandma passed away, and then they came back to uh, KL, and then like oh they slept together, and then they continued sleeping together in KL, and then uh, when they went back to the UK, supposed to they have slept ended together it. Uh, one more time before he the left the UK time. and came back with Era Fazira, and then uh, she got pregnant, and then she got pregnant with Kuzairi's child. Which made her boyfriend leave her, so then she decides to come to Era Fazira's house under the pretense of, oh my god, I miss you so much, and that and my continue boyfriend got me pregnant, sleeping with, with this husband. guy's hus, this yeah, with this guy, her kaka Ankat's husband. husband, while she's like fucking pregnant, okay, so they were always fucking in the storeroom, and then she, at some point, attempts to kill. Era Fazira's baby by soaping the floor in front of her room. I shit you not. That's what she did with a bucket. I hope you're not shitting because it'll be smelly. Stupid lah. Anyway, so Era Fazira falls down and she's in the hospital and she makes like this Kuzairi guy come back and like she's like um you know but I miss you so much. Uh, don't you want to be with me? Whatever, whatever. And then suddenly, suddenly, Kuzairi becomes a psycho. And he starts like killing everybody, beating her. No, beating yeah, her beat with her. a golf club. But she doesn't die. But she goes into labor, and the baby is delivered by that autistic kid. And it turns out Era Fazira's baby was a stillborn and died. But apparently nobody told her. And apparently, when you push out a kid from your vagina, you don't immediately want to know if it is alive. But so she switches, yeah. switches So she switches the Nabila baby baby For the stillborn baby That Era Fazira gave Which birth I'm to. assuming It would take like hours right Because you would yeah. First have to find out Okay your baby is a stillborn Then you gotta make sure Your wife is okay Then you gotta go home To clean and up this, is, this dead yeah. body That you've killed And then oh you found a baby And then you gotta like Switch it But apparently It can be done And now if you're look, talk, Talking about the context Of the narrative of the film right This is all like hindsight lah After yeah. everything that has been going on So the whole film is like Broken up into two Three lah, I would say, right? Two, two parts. Okay. Of 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 the normal life after Nabila Huda is already dead, and then Nabila Huda coming back as a ghost, narrating entire the entire thing that was happening behind Era Fazila's back to Era Fazila. That's the second half of the film. 
No, that's the third part. The uh. second half was all the flashback flashbacks which was supposed to provide us context and clues which d- actually did nothing. Yeah. Uh. So, so. I, I thought the film was very badly written, uh, badly directed. Uh, and the, the thing that I... Wait! No, oh, it wasn't okay. finished! Oh, right, so okay. that after she hears this long ass story from her ghost fucking friend, she gets killed lah! By her psychopath husband, husband, husband with the golf with club. With the same golf club. And then, okay, don't forget they had two children, right? The film ends like this. No, the, the two children don't know where it is. Uh, he suddenly is living alone and he brings like a new girl into the house. He he beats up, he kills Nabila Huda's husband, uh, boyfriend as well? Ah uh, yeah, and she uh. also kills Nabila Huda's uh, boyfriend who comes back from the UK to confront him. So suddenly, this Kuzairi goes from just a philandering asshole to a serial murderer. Yeah. And then he brings back like some new girl and then the end credits has a fucking post-credit, post credit post scene that was really unnecessary of Nabila Huda as the ghost telling this new girl to you know you have to do this for me and she basically murders Kuzairi there's no motivation for him to change or so badly written badly directed no character developments all the characters were flat Uh, I've got so many questions about where the children go, they just disappear. Yeah, like and just like yeah, nothing. Throughout, throughout the whole story also, if the children are not needed, they're just not in the scene. Yeah. And you don't know. Their parents no, are taking care of the they, children. No, but there was no point for the, them having the children also. Yeah. Like literally, there was no function to the little yeah. boy whatsoever. Yeah, the baby, okay lah. If she was supposed to be like, Nabila who does child or whatever. Yeah. But even then... And then the, the, the dialogue between the characters are so flat. Uh, it's like they are no, don't even have a relationship. They, they are not related in any way. Uh, they, they talk about stupid things like we are husband and wife right at home we talk about a lot of things we, we talk a lot we talk about a lot of things stupid guy um, and we, the writing is so lazy that yeah. they just repeat like like Islamic phrases like yeah. inshallah subhanallah but that's it's, another thing over and over and over and over again so that's another thing because every time it's a horror film in Malaysia they always want to play with Arab, Arabic scriptures, scriptures or Quranic scriptures yeah. to make it scary and spiritual yeah what you're you're demonizing the religion or what? But anyway, like, like I said, me and the Cheryl, more religious you are, the more like spirits will come to your house. That is what you learn from Malaysian horror films. Yeah, me and Cheryl are married, right? And we talk about so many things because we've got a relationship and we yeah. know each other. These people they mainly talk about if they're eating dinner, they talk about the food that's on the plate. Yeah. If they just came back, they will talk about oh yeah, outside got rain. Yeah. You know, uh, they want to go to sleep. Oh, good night. And talking about sleep, Era Fazira, we know that she's not pakai tudung. The entire film she's in a tudung. And Even she goes she to bed in the tudong, she goes to the toilet in the tudong, she wakes up in the tudong, middle of the night she wakes up to go and check on the baby she's wearing a tudong. It's just so unrealistic. I mean, yeah, okay, fine, full you're Muslim. Makeup, yeah, full face makeup. And, and you know, yeah, I mean, you're Muslim, you want to cover up and that's well, in real life and all that. But then, if you want to act, right, how? Right? Maybe you Shouldn't should find you roles. Wearing, you yeah. should be wearing, finding roles where the tudong will play a part in it. But this one is like, no, you do you fall don't, asleep you at night with your husband wear wearing a tudong? tudong? You could still wear your, what to? The inner instead to go to sleep. That, that would have been la. a little bit more it's, realistic lah. It's just stupid lah. And the thing that I, the most, the, the thing that I hated most about the film is that every time, M- Malaysia right, Malay, Malay tradition and custom and all that, it has always seen women as second class, right? Now, the history of storytelling in Malaysia, uh, in, uh, the Malay Malay history of storytelling, you've got ghosts like Langsui, Pontianak, and all these women, uh, 
ghosts and monsters, right? They, they, they were created because the culture was so male-dominated that the women only had that way to actually uh, be, be empowered. But so like Pontiana is always like uh, a woman scorn who comes back to take revenge uh, because but you couldn't do... But you also got to think about the fact that all these like characters that you just... All these like creatures uh, that you mentioned are always strong dominating women that are being demonized. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But please yeah. continue. So now you are using that trope, right, to tell a story about an an unethical and no morals kind of woman yeah. who cheats on the with her best friend's husband. She wasn't exactly wrong lah. Yeah. Sorry lah. You know, and she know. wasn't wrong and she come back. I think it was a uh, bastardizing of the, the that lah, that trope lah. You know? <laughs> it was not remotely empowering. Um, I'm not saying that like, you know, if you if you cheat on your on your best friend because she wasn't with with her husband that you should be beaten with a golf club la. yeah you know but la. at the same time you also don't really get to play victim after yeah. that la. because Plus, she comes back as a ghost she, and telling she's the, the one that, she's the one that kept pushing it the guy already told her look no we already ended this a long time ago and she's the one that keeps like seducing him and so all it's that. fucking her fault yeah. so yeah so but I'm not slut shaming her I'm just saying that you don't get to play victim as a fucking ghost because you kind of push the envelope a bit too far. So it's a shitty film. It's got no morals, it's got no story, it's got no plot, it's got no character. Uh, don't watch it. It'll just make you angry. Hmm. And it's a waste of your time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the worst film this year. But, but still it's quite bad. Quite there. It's, it's quite bad. It's down there yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I felt like it was a waste of time like, watching that film. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So if that's you've it. Seen it. <laughs> yeah, so so comment if you have seen it. If you don't agree with what we said, please let us know. If you thought it was a good film, come let us know and we will Yeah. Okay? <laughs> comment. You know, like this video, don't like this video, subscribe to our channel, follow us on all our social media platforms at FatBidin or go to fatbidin.com to get everything. You'll be watching and listening to the FatBidin Film Club. I'm assuming I'm Zan Azli. And I'm Shelly Bustawan. Hey, if you want to learn how to become an independent filmmaker or a filmmaker in general, uh, I've got a book which I wrote uh, with a buddy of mine. Uh, it's called uh, Zan Azli and Wan Chun Hong's Guide to Indie Filmmaking. You can actually buy it off of uh, here. I'm going to put the link down here at my, my website, fatbidin.com. It's only a couple of ringgit. Uh, and it's really good because it has many many different chapters the process of filmmaking and each chapter I interview uh, a Malaysian filmmaker who gives advice and tips of uh, yeah from their experience so yeah yay link is down here yay